Regrets, egrets, and homophones, it's pun intensive. Intensive. Today's episode, our panel will be paying special tribute to the O. Henry Punoff because in just over a week from the day this drops, everyone will have a chance to go to punoff.com and sign up to enter the competition. Hey, Pun Intensive fans, I'm going to interrupt here real quickly and let you know that things have changed since the last recording. I'm not even going to bother telling you why because I know you know. Just suffice to say that the Punoff has been postponed until October 17th and needless to say if anything changes between now and the next time things change it'll be posted at punoff.com instead of telling you what that special holiday is i'll just say that as a group our panelists or panelists want to be known this episode as the april fools let's see if they can crack that code uh so let me introduce you to the fools in question starting with a musician who never misses any pitch francis mcgrath how you doing he is missing any dave wallace actually that's not true he's missing entirely because he's at home with a fever but we wanted to pay tribute to him and also not waste a perfectly good pun uh carbon producer labor inducer stone medusa debt reducer true blue sprucer and co-producer gary halleck and searching far and wide using algorithms no one fully understands you can googleheim him david guggenheim and me hosting this show with my tongue planted firmly between phases KM aaron Faisal. we begin with zinger of the week zinger of the week true tales and testaments of the wit in word perpetrated in real life by ours truly. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. I'm your host, Aaron Faisal. And the other day, actually yesterday, I was asked to host a group using the online group app known as Zoom. Are we all familiar with Zoom? Uh, it was a great TV show back in the 70s. Oh, Love I remember it. that. The kids show, yeah? Zoom, 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 Zoom. You drink it, it gives you Montezuma's revenge, right? <laughs> and so they were asking me to come and join the group early since I was going to moderate it. And so I said, I presume that you want me to come. And no one laughed. So that was my zinger of the week. We also have musician, former champion of the O. Henry Punoff, two-time champion. Correct? I'm a two-timer. And judge for several years running, Francis McGrath. So at my work, they've been putting up these pithy little slogans, and they put up these signs for administration, like administrators have all the answers. This is a pun I didn't make out loud because it was the work pace, but I just wanted to post a sign next to it that said, I only administrate three days a month. And I <laughs> don't think I should do that at work, but... <laughs> That's pretty great. I pity the fool who makes that one. <laughs> and formerly future producer of the O. Henry Punoff, in other words, this year's Punoff producer, as well as the previous five, David Guggenheim. I was in the grocery store the other day, mm -hmm. along with uh, 252,614 other people. At the back of the store is where uh, this particular grocery store has their toilet paper. And I walked up to find my favorite brand, not hoarding it, just to buy a small package for myself. The shelves were empty. And the clerk was standing there looking at the empty shelves in bewilderment and said, 
they wiped us out. <laughs> and I looked at him and said, you're on a roll. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, I bet you were sharpen. <laughs> <laughs> and currently former producer of the pun off, not to mention my cope reducer, Gary Halleck. Oh, zingers, zingers. There's so many of them, so little time. As many of you may know, I'm an apartment manager, and one of my tenants downstairs likes to put out a five-gallon bucket to catch rainwater because he says he likes to rinse his hair in the rainwater. And one day, the day after a big, hard rainstorm, I was upstairs working on an apartment, and I saw him come out that morning, and it was the first of the month, and I was waiting for the rent checks, so I was going to ask him as he came out, you know, if he's ready to pay his rent. And he said, I'm out here checking my rainwater. And I said, well, I guess that'll be the only rinse I'm collecting today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. But when we come back, we will sneeze into your food and laugh about it. Can't wait to see that. So I've got to be choking. Now, I think it's worth acknowledging that the last several days was when the coronavirus COVID-19 just got real. Uh, yesterday was Friday the 13th. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Sorry. Uh, and I'm here... just going to wipe my hand on each of your shirts. Yeah, it's okay. All right. I'd like uh, to clear that. I think about you, I touch my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I got I got to stop hanging out with all these old geezers, you know. I I, I don't I don't want to develop a crony virus. <laughs> Well, because we're taping this several weeks ago, meaning that you're in the present, we're in the past, and we're worried that there may be no future. Uh, (laughs) That joke was funny because of his timing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we we thought it would be hilarious to address the topic of foreign objects in our restaurant food. This is known as Hey Waiter. We'll do it round-robin style. Each of us responding to the following complaint. Waiter, there is a something in my soup. And, of course, the question is, how, as the waiter, would you respond to the patron? Uh, I'm just thankful you didn't call me a dumb waiter. (laughs) Because that would just elevate it to a whole different level. um, It's funny you should say that, because that is exactly what you found in your soup. We found a fish. Hey, waiter, there is a fish in my soup. It's a bloomin' mackerel. Oldie but a goodie. Yes. We so, put it in just for the halibut. It might not be bad. Give it a trout. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just one fish. That's several Pisces of fish. <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a fish in my soup. Well, what do you expect? We work for scale. <laughs> are are you going to finish that? <laughs> Is that a goldfish, or is it playing coy with me? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a fish in my soup. Uh, Yeah, we were all out of pie. There was no pie scene. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to tune that one up. Tuna that one up. Sorry. (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a fly in my soup. I'm sorry, he was fly fishing. (laughs) That was a one-liner. Waiter, there's a fish in my soup. Rod, get real. <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a fish in my soup. Yeah, I flounder new recipe and wanted to try it out. <laughs> Good. Hey, waiter, there is a fish in my soup. Well, what are you carping about? <laughs> <laughs> 
So here's the thing. As it turns out, that restaurant was closed by the health inspector, uh, the CDC, and the WHO's on first. So we moved on to another gig, but uh, heard the following complaint. Hey, waiter, there's a microphone in our soup. I hope it works better than this one. (laughs) (laughs) Did you... Well, I got to go brand name first. Are you sure... Ah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) A microphone, that's probably more than you can stand. I hope this is a restaurant in a downtown hotel. Why? Because that would make the microphone omnidirectional. (laughs) We could have a Mexican party. Is there a La Quinta near you? Do you know what the actual English translation of La Quinta is? Next to Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a microphone in my soup. (laughs) Oh, RCA, another one, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's the matter with you, Jack? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. All right, someone set me up. Hey, waiter, there's a microphone in my soup. Well, that's not allowed. Nice. Nice. Somebody said to my girlfriend, Hey, waiter, there's a microphone in my soup. And I said, you decibel. <laughs> How are you sure there's a microphone in your soup? Did you test it? Not really a pun, but... <laughs> Is one, that even a joke? One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too bad that, you know, this is audio only because we have such a nice VU. Hey, waiter, there's a microphone in my soup. Oh, I thought that was supposed to be pea soup. Didn't you hear the peas popping? So I guess that was a sibilance of a pun. <laughs> Didn't you hear the peas popping? <laughs> Oops, time to, time to take a, my water, time to take, a, take a break and wipe down the table. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, waiter, I'm getting tired of telling you this. There's a microphone in my soup. Dude, there is no need to be so testy, testy. That One, two, be- three. <laughs> That's better than mine. Okay. <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a microphone in my soup. It must have got there on its own accord. Hey, waiter, there's a microphone in my soup. There's actually two. One is Russian. There's a Czech one, too. A Czech one, too. (laughs) So needless to say, that also caused the restaurant to shut down. You moved along. The good news is... They couldn't get any gain, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) See, the good news is it's not your fault, right? I mean, you're very hireable. You have an awful lot of experience. It might have something to do with the fact that uh, so many of these restaurants have closed down. But at any rate, your next job... You heard the following complaint. Hey, waiter, there is a clock in my soup. It's about time. That really ticks me off. (laughs) I want some fresh soup. This is in a secondhand bowl. (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. How clock is it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Isn't that what you acquired? Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. That appears to be true on the face of it. (laughs) Hey, hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Oh, please don't be alarmed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Oh, that's all right. It's supposed to have rice in it. We better go check with Big Ben and see what he did wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Wow. I just wanted to watch. Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Did you tell the cook? Digital. 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 Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Man, that is the second time I've heard that one. (laughs) 
second time. And, and, I'll, and I'll log that one in there for you, too, then. <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Oh, but it's such a minute one. Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. It's our specialty. Ah. Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. It was grandfathered in. <laughs> hey, hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Well, we just went through daylight savings time. That's going to be quite a setback. Hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just minute rice. Is that a pun? As much as any of these others have been. <laughs> minute, minute work. Uh, oh, oh, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, waiter, there's still a clock in my soup. Oh, man, that just makes me cuckoo. Is that a pun? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a clock in my soup. Well, it's a good thing that our disgruntled cook didn't make a Swiss movement in it. Eventually, of course, that closed down. You decided you're going to just take one more shot at this job. And unfortunately, it must have been. It's not a clock in my soup. It's a little bit of oregano and a lot of time. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So it it turns on that. uh, Turns on. That's what she said. (laughs) She's all wound up. Uh, it <laughs> She's got time on her hands. <laughs> Silly wabbit, that's oregano. <laughs> you know what? I think that is a good place to end uh, end this game. So we'll wind it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we're going <laughs> to... Can we hit the button and go to the fake snooze? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we are going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll see if we get the same words when we multiply by print. <laughs> Today's Is It a Pun segment is an exercise in what Gary calls pun multiples. And, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and toss it to him. Gary? So I went round and round on this a number of times just trying to come up with a name for this exercise, much less the exercise itself. Started out with the working title Brain Detours or Misfired Synopsis. I just need to describe what it is, which would be a way to make two puns work together at the same time simultaneously to create a compound word or a multi-word phrase where both words would be independent puns that you work together to create an entirely different meaning for that phrase. Mm-hmm. But then you decided that wasn't hard enough. It wasn't hard, <laughs> en- it wasn't hard <laughs> enough. And you didn't want true puns. You, you wanted homophobe. You saw me coming. You saw me coming. And so what I'm looking for really is homophonic homographs which would be two words that are both spelled the same Mm -hmm. and pronounced the same, Mm -hmm. but have different meanings. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they might be related, but as long as they're not too closely related, they would still be puns. A good example would be ground beef. You know, ground beef, you go to the grocery store, you you want some hamburger, you buy ground beef. But what if you had a land dispute with someone <laughs> that would be over you know, who, who owned the land? That would be ground beef, also, right? Right. right. The and, two and exact same words, spelled exactly the same, but entirely different meaning when you put them together in that context. Another kind of interesting one that I came across would be tongue lashing, which was another potential title for the exercise. Tongue lashing. If somebody gives you a tongue lashing, right? They are with their tongue 
metaphorically lashing you with their tongue, right? Mm -hmm. But if, for instance, you were tying your shoe, a shoe has a tongue, Mm -hmm. and you're tying your shoe and you accidentally wrapped your shoelace around the tongue of your shoe, that would be a tongue Tongue lashing. Tongue tied, yes, or tongue (laughs) lashing. Okay, that went a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah, I was thinking about putting little fake hairs on your tongue. (laughs) It's like false tongue lashings. I was thinking of whipping somebody with an actual tongue as I thought we were going there. Now now you're you're getting into the the fun part of this, and and David warned me this was going to get very pedantic, even though he doesn't know the word pedantic. Yes, he does. You can't be pedantic if you don't know the word. (laughs) But but, but if you're sesquipedalian like I am, then you are going to go for the higher bar. You're going to go for the bigger thing. And what David was warning me about is only you and I and two or three other people are going to enjoy this. Well, here's the two or three other people right here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I didn't say I'm enjoying this. Uh, okay. <laughs> would understand it. But the fun part, of course, comes in you guys shooting me down or going a different direction, like with tongue lashings. How else would you use tongue lashings? What sort of a visual image does that bring up to you? And, and is it m- more entertaining or more funny or more, more potentially worthy wordplay? If, if I if I invoke that term tongue lashings, people have been using at least the millennials have been using these days uh, uh, boomers or baby boomers. Of course, that uh, evokes an infant on a landmine. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, which which made me think of puppy mill. Well, of course, I hope he's okay with boomer after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that made me think of uh, puppy mill uh, building equipment with machinery. For grinding dogs into flour. <laughs> there you go. Well, but, but, but to, to that would be a real rough spot. <laughs> but to, but to go to Gary's rules, you only punned on the word mill. There, you didn't pun on. That's puppy. true. That's, that's true. That's so, true. Oh, so what? oh, okay. So so the rule is pun I, on both words. Okay, so that's a good point. So then I guess baby because punning for most people is hard, and Gary. Just has to make it hard for us because we've done it for too long. That's what I kept. I kept getting mad because these are hard to come up with. I was like, "Damn it, Gary! Yeah. Why do we have to make it harder?" They're, they're hard to come up with. I have a list of about thirty here, uh, <laughs> but you come up with puns ten times faster than anyone else, so it's fair. True. And they're ten times better in most cases. Uh, well, okay, so you know, I have to admit that went over my head because all of mine. You mean the, pu- the puppy? You were only punning on one word, right? Yeah. Right. So I got one. The uh, company made a uh, Android. It's a CEO. It's an electric chair. Android being a pun for uh, electric being a pun for an Android. Yeah, elect. Yeah, a little a little weak, but uh, (laughs) I agree. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) In in, in that electric is not really a pun. It's just an altered use of the word. Do electric chairs dream of electric sheep? See, I was kind of thinking. That's (laughs) why I was thinking electric and Android because of Blade Runner. Is Philip K. Dick? (laughs) Let me throw out another juicy one here for you. All right. Okay. Coarse threads. C o a r s e. Uh huh. Threads. Coarse threads. Anybody, anybody who's at all familiar with hardware knows that there's coarse, coarse threads and fine threads, right? Oh, everybody. Right. So how would you pun on both of those words at the same time? Okay, so coarse, like a golf course. Nope, that's the wrong, wrong spelling. Oh, oh But right. then it's a pun. 
No, no, no. It's, it's, two it's, words. Not it's, it's not a the definition of a pun. He's but changed the definition for this game. It's not a homograph. It's not. It's not our regular pun definition. It's a okay. so, so corsio a r s e. So it would be scratchy clothes. Would scratchy, be scratchy clothes. Okay. Right. That would okay. be coarse now, now. Can you make it funny? <laughs> well, no, no. Okay, very, very, very likely some of these are not not going to be possible to make funny. And I thought that was one of the but rules of the pun off. It doesn't have to be yeah, right. correct. <laughs> correct. I don't know correct. if that's a rule, but it's. But a you know, te- technically, a, technically a pun there. Wait, doesn't our uh, definition of a pun start with the humorous the use? The humorous use, uh, yeah, the potentially humorous. Well, use. man, we got to go strip a uh, lot of those puns out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. Let's go from coarse threads to fine threads. Then, can you make a pun about fine threads? What did you have in mind? Well, fine threads, like, like, hey, that's some fine threads you're wearing, right? That that does that does both. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, I got you. Because threads. That okay, fi- right. fine, of course, is the same word, but it's diverse enough from its you origin. You should post this on Facebook. Then it'd be another yeah. fine thread you've gotten. There's another there fine thread. <laughs> Here's an interesting term: trust falls. So what sort of an image does that evoke, uh, other, other than trust falls as as we know? So, <laughs> a lot of money coming off of Niagara. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I was thinking, what happens after you get elected? <laughs> yeah. Trust falls. Yeah, there you go. But is that using falls in the same way? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I was. I was. Yeah. Oh. It's it's not it's not you know not a real strong pun but but it's it's still really it, it, okay. qual- it qualifies. Okay, this one I think is my best one. American Sign Language must have a symbol for three feet. That would be a yard sign. Yard sign. There, definitely. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. How about this one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna say this doesn't follow the rules, but I'm gonna argue. Uh, pant leg. What the dog does when he's humping yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Now, so. hold on, hold on. Now, I think leg is okay because a pant leg is the leg of pants, not my leg. Okay, and, and I would improve it by saying that the dog is running an obstacle course and okay. it makes him pant when he gets a, on a certain leg of the obstacle course. Because leg in that in that context, of course, it's the same word, but... The leg a of different, it, yep. a di- no, that's a, good. A, a far, far enough diverted from pants, at least. Okay, I'm just going to throw a few of these out here, and the context of the original phrase should be obvious, so we don't need to pun on that, but give me your punning take on something like gut-wrenching. So t- to gut something, like to remove everything? Is a gut wrench what they used for your surgery? That's good enough right there, because wrenching, of course, is not with the tool necessarily. It's just um, um, block and tackle. Okay. Well, that, that one wouldn't be too hard. So to... Wait. Sorry. So block to stop or block as in a like a Well, break. it's a fishing term and a football term. Right. Right. So they, they, well, we don't have to do it's, anything. It's all, well, it's also, it's also a, sail, a sailor. The, the block and tackle is... The, oh, that's the, the fishing term. No, Sailor no, fishing. No, 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 no. Yes, Ta- it means the same thing. Tack- bl- tackle a tackle in a in a fishing fisherman's kit is not the same thing as a block and tackle when ho- hoisting same sails. Root. It's the tying. I I don't. I'll have to look that up to to dispute you, but I I don't think it's. Well, the what same is word. the? So I actually don't know. So what is block? It, what is the real meaning? Of it's block? a wooden block. 
a wooden block that has the wheels naughty. on it that the that the rope goes over. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, da- I mean, David David could have a point there that it may be the same essential thing that the fisherman is using because I'm not a fisherman. I don't know that anyhow. But uh, here's an easy one. High bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when, yeah. Uh, uh, when, when, when the attorney general gets stoned. <laughs> I, I was just in Colorado and went to a high bar. All right. Here's, here's, here's one that might, t- might take a little more brain power. Game over. So... A deer. After it's been shot. Well, okay. A a deer jumping over, uh, or a deer jumping. Jumping the fence. The fence. Thank you. Yeah. Or, or for that matter, a flock of birds flying over would be game over, right? Okay. Oh, I had another one. The baseball player had a brown-colored device in his pants to protect himself. It was a coffee cup. Okay. <laughs> Co- now, coffee being a color and cup being the World Cup, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm saying the kind of cup you don't drink out of. <laughs> Not going to drink it. Spe- With, without a lot of betting going on. Did you, did you ever see the episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Where they, I forget what game they were playing, but I think it was like uh, weird names for undergarments or something. And somebody said, Milk Duds. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Drew Carey and all those guys just totally cracked up milk duds. <laughs> and, uh, so I had to put that one on the list here, too. Milk, milk duds. What a great name for a brassiere. All right. Let's, let's, get, let's get edgy. <clears throat> Auto trim. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Waiter, there's a microphone I, in my suit. I saw that little thought bubble going over your head. Auto trim, right? We don't but, have to say it. Our we audience is it. with us. Uh, uh, landing strip. I was just there last night <laughs> off of airport. Yeah, uh, yep, <laughs> a well-known gentleman's bar right over near the airport. I don't travel a whole lot, but I would wager there's probably a couple hundred of those in the United States. You know, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Last period. Uh, what you experienced just before menopause? It's the could end we of do the... this off of menopause? It seems like there's a, right there you could do one of these. Well, it's the the, the very fin- the final sentence in a story would have the last period and also the, the last. No, but I'm saying, could we do a double pun, one of these double puns on menopause? That you know, men that. <clears throat> No, well, except, except that it's a single word, and that, okay, and that would enough, uh, like, it'd be like it'd be rule. like well, like my it. next example, which would be homophone. It's a compound word, but if if you take the homophone and say, well, okay, this is a f- telephone that only homosexuals would use, <laughs> it would I, well, be a well, homophone. I, I thought that was a dictaphone. A dictaphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Our missing panelist today is Dave Wallace, and he actually submitted some by text. So let me see if I can give him a chance to chime in on us here. I got one. I got one. Go ahead. uh, uh, General manager. Ooh. Person who arranges Patton and Lee. Yes, yes. That's working for me. Um, You did a bunch with fine and uh, fine art sprang to mind. A really good-looking guy named Art. Sure. Sure. So an attractive uh, Arthur. Okay, what Dave Wallace submitted, and I think he, he kind of fell short of grasping the whole thing too, <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, I took him to task on it, but he tried to justify it. He said, you know, crossword, like a crossword puzzle. Crossword. Shut up. Term. Yeah. That's, that's a, a crossword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, house plant, compound word, but it's uh, 
houseplant would be a, a, a factory where they build houses. It could also be a spy butler. Okay, so... Or, I, or it could be a foundation. So in theater, the plant is basically someone pretending to be an audience member. Yeah, right? part of the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so... Plant of the mill. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Okay, that's the best one yet. And he says rear view mirror. I guess he's punning on rear view as a compound word. Rear view meaning like the the view of someone's rear. All right, I got one. This does follow the rules. And it might occur to you that I, I did have to do a Google search on this. Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the edgy ones, aren't uh-huh. we? An artificial orange beverage made from the large Indo-Malaysian evergreen tree of the genus Caliphylum. <laughs> All right. That is a better use of that word. Uh, thank you for might, fixing that word. For I, might, I might have to accuse you of panda ring. That, uh, this is one that, that, that kind of breaks my rule because it makes two words into one word, pandering, but it's panda ring. So if you could work up a story that culminates in a panda wearing a ring or a, or a bunch a, of gangsters or a gang, gangster pandas or something <laughs> okay actually <laughs> you know pandas. what i have another one that does follow the rules all right vision board a braille version of monopoly okay. or it could be the marvel superhero with nothing to do that is Vision's literally board. what i wrote down right here <laughs> that is literally marvel what mm-hmm. okay you, you're taking credit for my joke even though you have it in writing that's not fair all right, let's reach even higher here. Oh, All good right. God. Uh, let's try for a triple. Tide podcast. Wait, that is a pun. Like, that's yes. not a real... I thought the whole point of this is it has to be a figure of speech that isn't normally that's used. That's right, that's right. I'm, re- I'm reaching. Okay. So, right. so, right, so well, I want to I wanna think this one out. So if I took a Tide pod and threw it out into the ocean, I cast it a Tide pod. It's okay. a Tide podcast. Well... Yeah. And if I have a podcast talking about... The uh, levels of the ocean going in and out, that would be a Tide podcast. I yeah, see. so, so I, I, w- I would say that a Tide pod is the, in fact, pun of podcast, right? Right, right. But I'm just saying, he, like, my point is, Gary wants to make this as hard as possible. So yeah. next month, we're going to be doing it again, but in Chinese. So. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I reached with that one, and I was bluffing because Tide Podcast is not a commonly accepted phrase. This one, however, perfectly good, clean, triple here. High cholesterol count. Ah, 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 ah. Wait, wait, wait. I got the high counts. Yeah, cholesterol. Okay, you're calling me on it, right? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with cholesterol. I put cholesterol in between just to fake you out. It's not a perfectly good triple. It's a high count. But cholesterol makes it something more exciting. Uh, l- let me ask you this. If you change a noun into a verb, then would that follow your rules? Well, a lot of nouns become verbs easily enough. Uh-huh. That is one of the ways that you can distinguish that this is a real pun because it is, in one sense it's a noun and in the other sense it's a verb. And that's the quickest way to have a word diverge from its origin, to have, to have it become a, a, a different part of speech. That's probably more than enough to to give people the idea of what it is that we're trying to do here. I I really, you know, was kind of hoping that we would make more comedy out of this, but and, 
seriously, seriously, though, a lot of these are good fodder for working up a, a little shaggy dog story or something. And if you were on stage and you came up with this with this term, you know, high cholesterol count or or Tide podcast or something, you'd build a little story around it. Gary, Gary but now you're a grandfather. Now I am a grandfather. <laughs> so you don't need any more fodder. No, no, no more no more stages I'm going through. Well, you, you know, I know you had some extra thoughts on these. Do you want to go ahead and pick up on that on the uh, next episode? I would love to do that. I'll come back next week, and I'm going to want to take you even deeper down my pit of doom. Okay, right. okay but before we go, oh, 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 I, I thought of a really, really appropriate one here. A rectangular... Wood veneer, berry box with straight sides and a raised bottom. If you take one of those and move it to Gary, Indiana, you have a Gary Halleck. Nice. <laughs> oh, wait, I need, I need that in print. <laughs> I, ha- I had to look up. Halleck is actually a word. I didn't know that. Rectangular wood veneer, berry box with straight sides. I never heard that before. <gasps> really? Oh, that's fascinating. That he's never heard it before. Yeah, no, I mean, you would have thought. a word he doesn't know the definition of. Well, and, and it's his own name. That's, that is cool. No, you, well, you know what's so funny is because I do my best to come up with puns on the guest name for the intro, and Gary was very confident that everyone would have always have heard of, <laughs> you know, whatever the puns are for their names. Yeah, the, so, the most dangerous thing to do is to try to make a new pun on somebody else's name. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I do that a lot, but it's always to kids, and they haven't heard them yet, so I'm, I'm the first one. But with that said, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to play a game usually played on the same day as Austin's Pecan Street Festival. So stick around. And we are back. So we're going to play Pun Slingers. And pretty sure our audience is familiar with the rules of Pun Slingers. If they are not, they can either listen to previous episodes, future episodes, or just listen to this episode. And I'm sure they'll figure it out. We're going to do round robin style. We're not going to have teams. And I am now going to give the cue. Are you and guys we, ready? We can go back to regular punning. We this don't is have... a real pun game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they absolutely have to be <laughs> five-letter words uh, that are homophonic. Uh, <laughs> And they have to be words that will only show up and, in the dictionary and, after 1967. Only, oh, 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 only in the OED. <laughs> w- not, not the Scrabble dictionary. <laughs> All right. The cue is waterfowl. That's what, Duck! That's, that's, what, that's what you ask the umpire, isn't it? Waterfowl yeah, balls. Right. <laughs> I have no egrets. <laughs> God. When Herman Munster writes, it's a penguin. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> we are parenthetically inserting the definition of Herman Munster as Fred Gwynn. Yes, <laughs> Look it up. It'll be in the, in the, in the footnotes of, Not, the, of this episode guide. It's going to be one of those things on the wall with yarn connecting all the <laughs> images. And, and as, long as, we're, as long as we're invoking the name of Fred Gwynn, I ought to mention that he was a rabid punster himself. I did not know that. Yes. He, no. he, a rabbit well, is not a foul. A, a rabbit is not a foul. <laughs> we could run afoul of, the, of these rules real, real quick. But but that was his swan song. Yeah, but the, <laughs> you know what they say, the malady lingers on. <laughs> you know, if you like to watch women at the beach, it's because you like to see gals. 
it's your turn. Uh, <laughs> well, if you didn't like the swan song, then maybe you'll appreciate that we got dinner from Swanson's. <laughs> Swanson's dinner. <laughs> it just goosed to show you how hard it is to come up with a waterfowl. Right? <laughs> hey, you know, you're, hey, you're doing the best Ukraine. <laughs> if you give a higher education grant to a train, he'll say, I pelican, I pelican. <laughs> At least you kept that brief. <laughs> I thought he had a lot of gall using that one. Oh, God. Hey, uh, you make enough puns about waterfowl, it'll put hair in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fr- Francis said duck. I think that was quite a wise quack. <laughs> it's a dangerous web we weave. Are you down with that? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a pun about geese, but I don't have enough information. Uh, no. I don't have enough information. Uh, oh, oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> wow. If we're continuing with parts of a waterfowl, then you're going to have to bill me. <laughs> well, that's a matter of opinion. It's a little part of the feather that goes in. Look it up. Yeah. Put, it in, <laughs> put it in the footnotes. You, you, you know, uh, about an hour after this is over, Francis is going to think of another one and wing me up. You know, if, if an arsonist doesn't want to get caught, they will have to run away. So they flaming go. Hey, are we, are we allowed to cheat by Googling the names of waterfowl and parts of waterfowls? Because if I did, that would be quite a web feat if I did that. <laughs> that was very, very pheasant way to put it. Is pheasant a waterfowl? I Fe- don't yeah, think of it as fair. one. Just beer. It is a bird. I mean, there it, it goes by the any, water. Any sometime. bird that drinks water is the waterfowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be robbing anything from anybody, but we could be here on bird puns all day hey, now. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Some bird puns have no eagle. Uh, Ezra had a twin, <laughs> so there's a parakeets. Again, not a waterfowl, but they drink water. Well, if we all knew right. if we knew the breeds of all the different ducks, we'd be here teal the cows. Ah, come there you home. go. <laughs> So if you throw duck in a hot pan to sear it, is that the mallard effect? You have to be a cook to know what that is. Well, w- would you it. say that if he has the bird flu, it's a mallardy? Used again. <laughs> the used is not a... <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing we do here. <laughs> M- must go V on all the afternoon then? <laughs> yeah, ring me out. I'm Ding! <laughs> All right, I think that is. I, uh, all right, ha ha ha! That was <laughs> that was great. We we went on for a full forty five minutes with that. It's too bad we didn't have time to include it all in this episode. Yeah, that's a great place you, to stop. You, you can read the transcript online. But man, I can't believe you said that about my grandmother. That was just too rude. <sighs> it's lucky we had had to run out of time. Right? Yeah. Now I do like to. What about uh, your grandfather? <laughs> Uh, I I do like to score these, but I'm married, so I'm going to score. No, he's a mu- Francis is a musician. We should let him score them. Uh, oh, <laughs> or under or underscored. Uh, uh, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we I come, need a whole staff for that. But when we come back, we will give our audience very sage advice. Stick around. back 
Uh, before we go, though, I want to uh, plug a handful of things. If you go to punoff.com, you can find out pretty much anything you need to know about the O. Henry Punoff, especially given that this is the April Fool's episode. We should probably mention, and in fact, I'll let our producer, David, uh, tell our audience what's happening on April Fool's Day. As of today, March 14th, Pi Day, it is still scheduled for May the 9th. And if you are interested in participating in one or both of the competitions... Then on on April 1st, it opens at noon and will stay open for 48 hours. That means through noon on April 3rd, Central Daylight Time. All right. Sounds good. And so speaking of the the punoff, you can find out more about it at punoff.com. You can also find out more about us at punintensive.com, not to mention instagram.com slash punintensive, facebook.com slash punintensive, and so on. If you want to tell us what you thought about this episode, you can send an email to episode 25 or just 25 at punintensive.com. All right. And um, so, Francis, do you have any personal things you want to plug? It doesn't have to be pun-related. I would love to plug my website, francismcgrath.com. Francis with an I, McGrath with a T-H. That's where you can find anything out about me, um, including uh, a history of my experience on the pump off there. But most importantly, that's where you can learn about my music. I have two albums. You can listen to those on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, I have CDs available if you're into that whole retro thing. (laughs) <laughs> and Gary, you have anything you want to mention? Well, other than the, than the fact that I've got another granddaughter on the way. Oh, congratulations! Uh, which, which doesn't mean much to most of you people, but it means the world to me. Because hmm. uh, uh, two, two granddaughters is, uh, is two more granddaughters than I ever expected to have. But the main thing I would like to say by way of apology for my Is It a Pun segment earlier <laughs> is I know there are more than the four of us around this table who are probably annoyed or intrigued by my Is It a Pun game today. And if you have some homophonic homographs that you would like to share with me, be sure and send them to us at punintensive. Well, in this case, uh, tw- uh, 25 at punintensive.com. Just go to the show notes and click on the link and because you can send us an email. Well, by the way... Um, I'm out to assemble the master list. The master list of homophonic oh, oh, homographs. Oh, gotcha. Is is a homograph somebody that looks like a McGrath? <laughs> yeah, that would that would qualify you, wouldn't it? We got our, you know, I mean, we've been doing this for a year and a half, and I've been announcing the email in every episode. We finally got our first feedback from a from a listener. Was it was it just stop? Yeah, <laughs> please stop! You're clogging up the podcast. So I, I, I was, the internet's not made for this. I was rather tickled by that. As it happens, it was somebody who has been on this episode. I mean, on this podcast before. So I don't know if that counts, but that was pretty cool. All right. Uh, uh, special thanks to the band Dark Meat, where our music comes from. Please, please rate us on iTunes. We could really use the boost in visibility. And again. On April 1st, which is in about a week and a half after this episode drops, you can go to punoff.com to sign up to be a contestant in the punoff. Now we're going to go to panelist advice because April Fool's Day is coming up. Well, 
A lot of times people have a hard time surviving April Fool's Day. We have gathered around this table a lot of April Fool's Day experts to tell you how to survive April Fool's Day. I'm going to start. Make sure that you first learn the Heimlich Maneuver, because if any of your marks start having a hard time breathing, you need to tell them how to not joke. (laughs) I'd like to... Do a personal shout out to my friend April. April, this year, please don't eat too much. <laughs> Thank you, Francis McGrath and David Guggenheim. Well, my advice is the WHO once said, and I'm this time not talking about the World Health Organization, said that we won't get fooled again, and it is April Fool's Day. So I'm going to remind people that what a learning experience is. That's when you say, you know that thing you just did? Don't do that. and gary halleck well this is really hard for me to convey without illustrations but if you want to power your internal combustion engine with uh, something other than fossil fuels Mm -hmm. uh, you you might want to uh, maybe think about grinding up some connective tissue of skeletal muscle fibers and make fossil fuels and then oh. <laughs> we have fossil fuels day. So, uh, I I don't I don't know. Okay, that's great. I, every day is April Fool's Day for me. I call myself an able fool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally fair. And, and I like to enable fools on April Fool's Day. Well, then we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up. I am Aaron Faisal, signing off with the catchphrase, and we will see you next time. Thanks for